Yo, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is episode nine, and uh, I'm gonna—I'm really excited to do this episode, and uh, because this one is virtually probably my earliest childhood memory of playing a video game, uh, besides maybe like an old Nintendo uh, wrestling game, and there were uh, some memories of Mario Three, I believe. But the first one that I remember playing. Uh, oh, and also the original Final Fantasy. So, like, that little bit there were some of my earliest memories. But uh, Chrono Trigger was, without question, the one that I played some of the most until I got into Donkey Kong Country a little bit later on. But I'm really happy to do this this uh, this podcast on Chrono Trigger this week because, oh man, it is one of my favorite games of all time. I was really happy I got to go back and I replayed this game over the last few weeks. If you heard the last few episodes, I probably talked about that I was playing uh, Chrono Trigger for the last few weeks. And speaking of what I've been playing for the last few weeks, well, I guess the last week or so, uh, let's talk about, before we get into the meat and potatoes of this here episode... Uh, we're, we're, I'm going to talk about the games that I've been playing recently. So I'm going to obviously kick off with Chrono Trigger. I finished that some bitch for the third, second time I think I beat it fully. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I guess the second full time. But I've played this game so many times. I, it doesn't. I don't know. I can't really count how many times because I would just replay it over and over again as a child and get to the same point and die. We'll talk about it. But, uh, yeah, this is a uh, second full playthrough for me. Pretty sure I ended up getting the exact same ending I did on my first full playthrough, which is a bit of a shame because this game has a ton of endings. Uh, so I ended up getting that same ending, but it was good because it was just a nostalgia, and that ending's very, very nice. We'll also be talking about that later on in the, in the, in the episode, not video. I'm trying my best not to say video, but I, I, I struggle because I do YouTube as well. And that's video. This is audio. So, oh man, there's like that, I gotta jump, you know, in and out of the pool. And it's it's confusing sometimes. Uh, yeah, so, finally finished up Chrono Trigger. Took me a lot longer than I was expecting. Uh, I recall listening to a podcast and they're like, oh yeah, you can beat the game and, you know, oh, under like 20 hours and, and or 15 to 20 hours. I was like, oh snap. I was like, okay, yeah, I can bang that out really quick. And no, it ended up taking me like... 25 26 hours uh yeah because i did some of the extra stuff i was playing on the ds version so there's some extra content in there i didn't do everything i'm not a completionist uh you'll learn that i just i don't i rarely complete everything it has to be i have to be very very addicted to it or i really really like it for me to do something like that or it just you know it has to be fun to do it all if i if i start doing trophy hunting and it's not fun anymore i just stop because i'm like ah fuck this shit i don't care I, I just don't care all that much about platinums and stuff i get them every now and again and it's great i'm like oh yeah sweet like i got the demon souls remake and elden ring i got both of those platinums and those ones i'm pretty proud of so yeah i guess those are good but most of them are cheesy uh telltale platinums but i have a handful of decent platinums you know spider-man stuff i don't know you guys that doesn't matter <clears throat> maybe we'll do i'll do a podcast on it one day the platinums that i did and uh yeah uh and uh so what else was i playing uh two points campus still uh addicted to it it's um 
it's starting to show you know the the flaws in it are starting to show it runs really slow you know i am playing it on uh xbox one uh, so you know i don't have the i don't have the new xbox yet even though i see them in the wild all the time almost every time i i go to a walmart or anywhere that has freaking consoles or and stuff i just go and look and i go yep there's one there i can just buy one right now but Honestly, right now I'm very I'm I'm satisfied with my Xbox One. It has most of the games that I can I can play. There's only a handful on there that are only on Xbox Series X. So yeah, I'm good with my my Xbox One for now. But yeah, I intend to get the new Xbox at a time once some some more games start to drop. There's just not the library over there isn't enticed me enough yet to go out and buy you know drop another eight. $800 on the console with an extra controller and maybe a game or something. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy with my PS5 and the Switch right now. You know, I, I would be more prone to buy a new Switch console if they announced it right now over the Xbox. But anyway, yeah, so loving, still loving Two Points Campus. Don't get me wrong. I still love it. It's a, kind of a guilty pleasure. I think it's still good. I don't know why I keep calling it a guilty pleasure. I think it's good. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's good. Uh, just when, um, now that I'm getting into more, you know, it's starting to get more advanced, the levels, like, it's taking longer to get three stars on the levels, because I want to get all the stars, and once the campuses start to get bigger, and you get more rooms, and more students, and all that shit, it starts to run really slow, so you literally have to, like, when you want to build something, you're, like, do pretty much anything other than just sitting there and watching it, letting it go, and whatever you have to like turn the speed down and then build because otherwise it kind of chugs and yeah so i only have like a handful of levels left maybe four and yeah i've gotten three stars on all the levels so far i really enjoyed the the wizard level because it reminded me of hogwarts i love harry potter so yeah that one was a big hit right now i'm doing the i just finished the the music one and yeah i just finished the music one and haven't chosen what level i'm gonna do next because there's like three open now uh i like the arc archaeology level that one was really fun yeah it's it's good man like i i wouldn't spend money on it like i just had it on game pass it's on game pass so i wouldn't spend like 80 dollars or whatever full price on it uh well maybe i would just because i personally really really like it but i would have never taken the chance on two points uh the series unless it was for game pass i just saw it i was like ah, it looks kind of cool and then oh god the addiction bro 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 i was trying to say boy and bro at the same time when bro so uh yeah um really digging it if anyone out there who's listening is playing it how, how, what do you guys think of it do you, do you also feel a little bit of jank and uh, do you think it's enough of a change from two points hospital i still personally like hospital better that just maybe because that was the first one and i was just so addicted to it and i don't know i just like the hospital gimmick a little bit more than the school gimmick so far i don't know but um still really liking it playing the shit out of it i have to i've been trying to rein back on it because i've been playing it too much and then the new game that i just started today very excited to uh get into this one my buddy billy gave me this to uh play it's uh live alive or live a live whatever the fuck it's called the nintendo switch game uh rpg just started playing it today i got a good like hour and a half two hours in literally when i can't wait to go back to it dude second i'm done this i'm going back upstairs and i'm gonna play some more of that because oh buddy i it is right up my alley it's a rpg with uh what um like tile based movement on top of the battle system which is really fun 
uh, whenever you move, you're filling up like your enemy's gauge, and when their gauge fills up, they attack, and vice versa. They move, they fill up your gauge, you attack. Loving it so far. It is a little cha- like I don't know if it's just because I I am I was just getting a hold of the combat system. I'm doing a lot better now, but uh, I got to the boss. I don't know if it's a boss. I don't know if it was a boss fight, but the five ninja dudes who were also really funny. Uh, yeah, they gave me some trouble. I had to go, like, I don't know, it took me, like, five tries to get to get them down. Because it's like, I don't know, all of a sudden you go from fighting one enemy and now there's five. So I was like, whoa, dude, what the fuck? And, yeah, but I am loving it so far. It's beautiful. I chose the uh, Samurai storyline first, so that's the one I'm going for. Really digging the music so far. Love the art style. It reminds me of... Uh, not the art style. The art style is beautiful, um, but the, the the way that you move in the two D, th- th- whatever world, it reminds me of Paper Mario. The way that you like move upward, but it's like two D. Very very fucking cool. Very into it so far. Uh, can't wait to go upstairs and play some more of that. So fuck yeah, live alive. So far so good. We'll I'll be talking about it for the next few episodes more than likely because i am smitten with it already and i'm only it got me right away i was like oh snap i i i love this so going going well so far i'm taking notes on it so uh, if if i get enough notes that i feel i can uh, get a podcast out of it i will do a review of live alive and that will be great so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode let's talk chrono trigger so like I said, this game uh, was literally one of my earliest memories in life. I was four uh, four or maybe five years old, and I remember playing this game, dude, over and over again. The Literally, the beginning of the game is ingrained in my brain because I redid it so many goddamn times as a child. That was kind of a thing with me as a child. I, I loved just repetition of things that I loved. I loved watching you know, the same movie over and over and over again. I can watch the same movie fucking three times in a row and not get sick of it and then get addicted to another movie watch it again and again and again and i would do that with video games the only problem was i was four or five and i was playing these super nintendo and nintendo games that were way too advanced for me so i didn't know i would get stuck and not really know what to do and my dad wasn't extremely good at games like he was more into the casual like fighting games racing games going up against his brother or whatever and, uh, yeah, he, he had some grasp of RPGs. I don't know why we own these games. Like, I, I would have to ask. But, um, yeah, Chrono Trigger was one of the ones that we had. And, um, yeah, dude, I had the I had a copy of it back in the day on the Super Nintendo. Sadly, I do not own it anymore. Which, yes, is a tragedy. I don't remember what grand old garage sale of old that bad boy got lost in. But, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of garage sales. Uh, it wasn't, I don't believe it was part of the purge of like 2006 where I sold a large majority of my collection. Sadly, it's a thing that happens with a lot of people who buy video games. Uh, at some point, other things become a little more important in life sometimes and you want money, you're desperate for money and you, you think you're never going to play this game anymore or like, oh, I don't like, actually don't like that game all that much and then you sell it. And then, yeah, five or six years later, you realize you're an idiot, you want that back, and sometimes it's hard to find, sometimes it's really expensive, and shit like that. And Chrono Trigger falls into that lineup of being really fucking expensive. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've found a couple uh, Chrono Triggers out in the wild. Sadly, they were extremely expensive, even back then, like, when I was retro-collecting between, like... 
I don't fucking, I can't put it, a long time ago, man, I was into collecting retro, when I was in high school with my buddy Billy, we would go to the store all the time and, and get video games, but a couple times when I was scouting places on my own with my grandma, because she could take me places, I think it was at the one of the flea markets, I actually both of the flea markets, I believe. Uh, one lady who was notorious, I, I, I went, oh man, there's just so many stories with her alone. Uh, she was at a flea market I'd go to like all the time as a kid. And she had all the games, man. She had all the great games, but she would never, she skyrocketed the prices like hundred, $100 for Mario 3, like that kind of scalper, like just a brutal, brutally overpriced. And she would never sell anything, but she had everything. So eventually, if you are desperate enough, that's how she'd get you because she had everything. She just wanted a shitload of money. Uh, even like outrageous prices even for back then like I don't think she ever had an earthbound but she had uh, a handful like she had a conquers she was like $150 and I was like nope not happening I was like I will give you 80 and she was like nope not happening and she would have games that are like in rough condition and I remember oh dude there was a couple times I let super Castlevania 4 go by uh, my buddy Billy might be able to confirm this one but I believe he was there, but at one time I, I had it, and uh, there was a couple times I had it in my hands, and I was just like, rather, A, it was like 35 bones, 35 bucks, which is a fan, fine deal, and it was like somewhere in good shape, 35 bucks, I was like, nah, uh, other times I found it, uh, they wanted 20, but the, the case, it was just horribly damaged, I was like, will you do 15, will you do 10, and they were like, no, can't go any lower than 20, I'm like, damn, I can't do a, a shitty one like that for that price uh i'm a haggler bro i'm cheap i like to haggle i grew up in flea markets so i i liked i'm good at i i don't know i like to haggle i just i'm not i'm not shy to go you know they want 20 i'll be like how about 10 and then maybe we meet at 15 like i'm i live for the deal baby i live for the deal but yeah i think that was pretty much the last time i saw castlevania 4 out in the wild was the the, the bad shape one and you know I, I I was fine leaving that one go let that one go but other times the the good solid copy that I saw for like 30 35 bucks is like kind of still hurts me a little bit I know I can get the collection on the switch which I have it's in my on my wish list I'm just waiting for it to drop down to six or seven dollars again then I'm gonna pick that bitch up and finally play Castlevania 4 because um, I'm just gonna say it now I know I rank the games um, at the end of the video, which where they rank, but I won't be doing it for Super Nintendo games right now because I'm just gonna be honest, man. I I just couldn't do it justice. Uh, a lot of the games that I played, I played when I was really young. There's a handful of them that I can justify and put it on a list, but that list is short, man. I have not gone back to play a lot of Super Nintendo games. Uh, a, they're too expensive for me to go back and get. A lot of the good ones are extremely expensive, and uh, B. I am desperately waiting for them to put out more games on the fucking Switch, dude. That It's just a drip. It doesn't come out fast enough. And, like, I love... That's my favorite way to get my hands back on some of those games. I have a handful, a decent little stack of Super Nintendo games. But a lot of those are the ones I'm familiar with. The only one... Uh, that I own that I hadn't finished and I want to give a chance is Super Metroid which I played a bit of it but I honestly just wasn't liking it but now that I actually appreciate the Metroidvania style a lot more because of Hollow Knight um, <clears throat> I want to go back to it 
and play it, but that's on the Switch. So it's on my list. It's on my list to get back to. But uh, like I'm saying, I just don't have a long enough list to justify it. But I'll just say now I can easily justify Chrono Trigger easily making the top five. I don't even care which games I, I haven't played through Final Fantasy 3. I haven't played through... Uh, uh, Super Metroid, I haven't played through Donkey Kong Country 3, uh, I'll throw that out there, a lot, I haven't finished any of the Mario games, I've played a ton of them, never finished any of them on the Super Nintendo, any of them, zero, nada, not even close to, I usually tap out at like World 4 and 5, I'm just terrible, and I refuse to use the warps because I want to experience the full game, and I just suck at them, honestly, I suck very very badly at those old school games but it's on my list to go back to them on the switch uh, especially the uh, uh, mario all-stars but okay i'm gonna try and get back to the mario or not to the mario to the chrono trigger stuff but um seriously man i replayed this game so fucking much um the beginning scenes where you're you meet up with um i'm gonna say it's marl or i'll just call her marley because i'll be weird uh, i like i'll just call her marley marley uh, I think that fucking RPG people do this on purpose, man. They they make names that are on purposely that you can say them in a bunch of different ways. So it makes people go, oh no, you fucking moron, it's this. And no, you fucking cocksucker, it's this. It's like, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. And then a fight breaks out. Shit like that, you know what I'm saying? But I don't give a shit. You can call her whatever you want. I'll call her Marley, Marley, whatever, because it doesn't really matter all that much. But um, I literally, um, I used to spend hours, like, or just a bunch of times, just hanging out with Marley in the in the festival, just running around pretending she was my girlfriend, <laughs> stuff like that, and uh, just hanging out, just pretending. It's like I was a kid. I had a really good imagination. I would just, you know, sit there in the tent and just pretend that we're like hanging out and like yeah it was great i would just be totally fine doing that i was very easily pleased and fighting the robot over there on the side and i would just chase the people around the the group the, the racers and for the longest time i didn't even know that was a race i would just follow after them and i didn't even know that was a race you can actually take part in i was just doing it in my imagination but i was an idiot i was four years old my brain wasn't developed i was four so get cut me some slack uh, but i would do that all the time uh, I did, I remember, oh, dude, my sister and I, we struggled so hard just getting through the early parts of the game, man. Like, the 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 snake women that you fight in the church gave us, oh, my, I remember when we finally beat them, we are like, raw, raw, we're just losing it. And then, like, right after that, you go into the castle thing, and then you got to fight the, the fucking beetle dude that, oh, my God, and that dude was even harder. We were like, oh, it took us, like, probably like 10 15 tries to get through that some bitch and then where it ended for me where i could never get past it and then i just never got back to that game was the after you go well you go through the prison section you go to jail and oh man i remember doing i was like oh like there has to be a way that you can not go to jail but no yeah gotta go to jail but there are some cool things uh you can do to make your stay at jail a little more comfortable like one thing uh there's like a lunch like some food sitting out in the festival and if you take it um it actually gives like it gives there's like a guilty and non-guilty verdict with a whole bunch of people and one of the dudes will come out and um he'll say like oh you stole my lunch and like oh that'll fucking make people go oh shit he's guilty so you'll get more guilty things but even if you're proven not guilty you go to jail anyway so it's not that big of a deal 
But uh, I always remember it being very scary, and I hated that judge. He was always a dick, and I hated the fucking jury because they were dicks, and everyone was being a dick. But after that, you get out of the jail, you escape, and then you go out on the bridge, and you fight the robot dragon dude. And I could never get past that dude, man. He stopped me every single time because uh, when I finally played the game so much later in life when I got it on the DS... Uh, I realized I was a moron. I was like, really? Like, I couldn't figure this out. All I had to do was hit the D-pad over, and I had to attack its head. That's all I had to do. And I would have gotten through a lot further in Chrono Trigger. Who knows how far I could have gotten after that. But, uh, yep, that's all I had to do. But, uh, yep, that's where it ended for me and my early childhood memories with this game. Um, so now the it goes to me finally getting it on the DS. Uh, they re-released it finally on a on a something that i had and i can get it on and that was like something i i went out and got pretty much as soon as possible i don't know if i got that day one or anything but i i definitely got it and i it has the cool poster inside the ds version and i don't think i own it anymore i'm looking around to make sure that i don't have it down here somewhere sadly i don't think i have it and probably got wrecked but man, I put that thing up proudly right away. I was like, oh, Chrono Trigger, like that's my baby. I absolutely adored this game so much as a kid. I just wish I could have gotten further in it, but I, I just wasn't any good at video games back then. But um, yeah, dude, oh my God. When you f Thank God they released it on the DS because I don't think I would have ever, ever been able to get back to it because even still to this day, I don't know, there still isn't a version that I would probably want to play it on like i think it's on the phone but i don't like playing things on the phone that much and uh yeah i don't know where else it is it's not on the switch yet it might have been on the wii but uh yeah my my thing with the wii really dropped off i had the wii loved it and then it just just two years in i was just like that's it it's just in the in the closet it goes but um yeah, let's get into the story of this game. So let's get start get going more now. Uh, let's talk about the story. So I'm just gonna pull up a little plot because I'm I'm no good at, at the stories of video games, man. That's uh, I grew up from you know 19 I playing video games since roughly 97, 98. So stories back then weren't necessarily a big thing. Definitely not the way that stories are in video games now, where they're almost like they're getting closer to TV quality, more shows, uh, more video games are being turned into movies and TV shows now, and they're actually getting pretty good because the stories are getting better at video games now. Back then, they are pretty simplistic, uh, especially, you know, I grew up on Mario games a lot, and if there was a story like there was in Chrono Trigger, I was four or five years old, I did not understand. I was just like, oh, cool hair, and like, oh, a girl, that's cool. Um... Shit like that, you know, you don't you don't notice things like the storyline when you're that young. But um so the storyline goes like this, so you're in a world uh, that's like Earth in 1000 AD. Chrono and Marley watch Luca and her father demonstrate her new teleportation device at the Millennial Fair. When Marley volunteers to be teleported, her pendant interferes with the device and creates a time portal that she is drawn into. Chrono, Chrono and Lucas separately recreate the portal and find themselves in 680. So we're going back in time. So yeah, it's a time-traveling game. Some people don't like it. I fucking love it. Back to the Future is my favorite movie of all time. So I'm down with that shit. So that's probably why this is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, they learn that Marley's presence has created a grandfather paradox by preventing the recovery of Marley's kidnapped ancestor. 
Chrono and Luca with the help of Frog. Yeah, that's his name, Frog. Restore history. We'll talk about him. Don't worry. History to normal by recovering the kidnapped woman. After returning to the present, Chrono is arrested on charges of kidnapping the princess and is sentenced to death by the king's dubious advisor, the chancellor. I hated that fucking dickhead, man. I hated that dick. He's the guy that sends the goddamn uh, robot uh, dragon thing that I can never get past. And that guy was such a dick. Oh, if I could have just saw him fall down the bridge when you finally beat that thing, I would have... Oh, oh my god. I would have grown like chest hair. I would have been so excited back then. Luca and Marley help Chrono flee. Haphazardly, excuse me, using another time portal to escape their pursuers. This time, arriving in the year 2380, so now they're way into the future. They eventually learn that an advanced civilization has been wiped out by a giant creature known as Lavos. Lavos, see, I'm telling you, man, they do this on purpose. I call him Lavos, that's what I've always called him, that appeared in 1999 AD. The three vow to find a way to prevent the destruction of the world. So this this massive destructive creature appears in 1999 and fucking ends the world. So it's up to us to change that. And uh, yeah, dude, it's a pretty cool concept. I had no idea what was going on as a kid, but now uh, when I replayed it as a teenager, I got, you know, it was really cool to be like, oh, wow, I still wasn't, you know, I, I still wasn't very, very smart when I was a teenager, but much better when I was four, right? Uh, but let's get into my current playthrough. Uh, I just finished the game, like I said earlier today. It was fucking awesome to get through that game. So let's talk about... Um, Pretty much, I'm going to get into after, so I just talked about the beginning of the game. So let's get into the part after we beat the uh, robot dragon. So now you go to the future area, which was like, it looks so bleak and it's dark and empty. Everyone is starving and the world is in ruins. Like, oh man, the look always reminded me of Akira for some reason. I never even watched Akira fully. I remember my sister watching it when I was young, but I, I don't know. I must have fell asleep. I think I just kept falling asleep. It was always on too late for me as a, as a kid when I remember it coming on TV. But I remember parts of that movie, and goddamn, I really need to watch Akira. It's on my list, goddammit. Everything's on my list. Uh, after in this area, Robo joins the team. Uh, here, Robo is, uh, he's the fucking bomb, dude. I love Robo. We're going to get into talking more about, we're going to get fully in depth with all the characters. Uh, right now, I'm just going through my playthrough. I uh, absolutely love Robo, man. It, it just blows my mind. Like, uh, it's so sad for me that I didn't get to this guy. Like, he was I was so close to him. Like, I just had to get through that fucking fight, and then, boom, I would have gotten to Robo. And, oh, he's so good. He's literally one of my favorites. When his friends betray him and call him defective and destroy him, that was fucked up, bro. They're like, it was like fucking a little racist and like, it was fucked up. They just jump him, beat him up. They try to destroy his own, like, their own robot because he's like a different color he's a little different from them it's fucked up uh you go then after that area you go to the end of time which is like this the hub world of the game you can travel to all the different eras of time from here and there's a bunch of different areas you can go to there's like a current era there's the slightly in the back in the in the future no in the in the past there's the future there's the 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 not the slight future and shit like that there's a pre prehistoric like way the fuck back in the past like dinosaurs prehistoric area unbelievable and the, and even the day that the world ends 1999 and like the more 
I don't know, 999 years in the future isn't really the near future. So a thousand years in the pa- in the future is when the world ends uh, from your time. Anyway, after that area, you go to the prehistoric area. I really like this part of the game, man. It's like you get this big party thrown for you and everyone, you know, it's the classic cavemen meeting uh, people from the future. It's fucking awesome. This is the area where you meet Ayla or Isla. See, I'm telling you, dude, Ayla, Aylas, Ayla, Ayla. I'm calling her Ayla. Uh, she's uh, <laughs> she's like a cave woman. She's badass. We're gonna get more into her, but um, you go to her village. It's a good time. You fucking party it up with all the cave people. It's really fun. All the villagers uh, are there. You have to beat Ayla in this drinking contest. I was like, God damn. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know, I wouldn't have understood that as a child anyway, but I would have been like, oh, they're drinking Kool-Aid or something, but, like, they're definitely drinking, like, beer. They're getting fucked up, dude. It's awesome. And, um, you get this rare red rock or whatever for beating her. Everyone wakes up after the party with hangovers. It's freaking hilarious. Uh, pretty awesome traveling between different eras, man. Like, you could basically, when you're at the hub world, you can jump through any era of time. I was trying to fast track through this game just so I can try and get it done as fast as possible. So I had a guide just to make sure I was doing everything as quickly as possible. But then I got lost and, and just started doing things on my own and just having a really great time with it. So you're jumping around all these different eras of time. You got to go around to try and help Frog, who, oh my god, I can't wait till we get to talk about this guy. You got to help get his sword, uh, the Masa, Masa Nume. I have no idea if I'm saying that right, but uh, dude, it is such a badass sword. Oh my god. Uh, I, <laughs> I absolutely adored Frog, man. He, I, I'm happy I got to be at least introduced to I got that far at least in the game. And he's always stuck in my brain. He's one of my favorite fucking characters of all time. Next, you're entering into the Fiend Lord's Keep for the first time. And dude, when it pans up and the badass looking castle and the gargoyle and shit are on top and the bats are coming out of it. Oh my God, that was like a huge wave of nostalgia for me. It was like in the opening movie on the Super Nintendo. Uh, all those things, like that Super Nintendo opening, I believe it's on the Super N- Nintendo because I didn't see it on the DS version that I was playing. And I was like, no, no, no. But when things were happening during my current playthrough, uh, like I was getting these waves of nostalgia because I was like, oh, I remember that opening video. And I remember these things. I was like, oh, that looks so cool. And then when I finally saw it, I was like, oh my God, that's from the video. And that was one of the parts. I was like, oh, the nostalgia. It was like fucking getting a shot of morphine in your eye socket. Uh, anyway, it was super cool back then. And it's fucking super cool now. <laughs> like the graphics still hold up, man. They're, they're beautiful. The keep is really awesome itself. It's a very trippy place. And when Flea appears, oh my god. Again, another spot from the opening movie. And uh, oh, so freaking awesome. When you go back to the future and get the wings of time, oh my god. So freaking awesome. I was just, it's just wham, 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 wham after uh, just thing after t- thing after thing. Oh my god, I'm having a little bit of, I'm just, I'm excited just talking about this game. Uh, but you, you get the Wings of Time. Another thing that was in that opening Super Nintendo video that I remember seeing so much. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get to that. But I just never did until like 10, 12 years later. It's like your new f- flying time machine. And you even get to name it. It's called uh, the Epoch. Epoch. Eposh. I'll maybe go with Eposh. Epoch. 
I don't know. I sh should have renamed it. Some of these I should have just renamed, but you can name the machine. You can rename everybody, of course. I just, it's always, I've always kept their names the same. That's how I've always done it, even since a kid, because I just thought, you know, the name Chrono was really fucking cool. Or it could have been very well because I couldn't read or write or any of that shit back then. <laughs> so I don't remember. You travel to the past and you go to Terra Cave, home to the Earthbound people. Oh man, I absolutely love this place. It's like a treetop village. Uh, I know it's supposed to be in the game, like, d destroyed and at a terrible time, but I fucking loved the look of it. I would love to live there. I was like, oh, if I was in the apocalypse, I'd love to live in the trees. That'd be, that'd be fucking super key. In this part of the game, boss boss fights start to really ramp up in scale and difficulty. We're gonna I'm gonna talk about the boss fights a little later as well. Uh, some of my favorite ones and some of my least favorite ones. We'll talk about that a little later. Uh, but the later half of the game, man, it really starts to amp up. They start getting really big. They start getting really fucking cool. Uh, a lot of them are very cool. Uh, there's a lot of them on the list of the good ones, but uh, we'll talk about it later. The dual golem boss fight after Dalton absolutely kicked my ass. A solid eight times, dude. That boss, I don't know. I just couldn't figure that one out. It was. I had a really hard time with that one. I think I had, yeah, I had to go back and grind for like an hour to unlock the one of Chrono's. I think it's basically his best move. Uh, the Luminaire attack. Oh my god. So fucking cool that attack. Oh my god. Uh, just losing my spot here. Uh, boss. Yeah, so that dude fuck, seriously kicked my ass. But when I got the Luminaire, absolutely fucking destroyed him. So yeah, that's how good Luminaire is. Like you go from... Uh, I, I think you still had, you had the attack frenzy. Uh, I'll be talking about the combat again in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, those moves weren't cutting it. Then I got Luminaire. I was like, oh, snap. There's, oh, there's the damage right there. Merrick Gwimmer. So I'm uh, just going to say here, uh, this is a very old video game. If you haven't played it and you plan on playing it because of my amazing podcasting skills and I'm I'm getting you to cream your corn, I'm going to give you a major spoiler alert. So if you, if you still want to play this game, you don't want to have a major spoiler, uh, giving you a chance right now. So three, two, one. Spoiler, the death of Chrono, dude. Oh my god, it's such an insane moment. He is killed by Lavos when he is summoned by Shala. I did not expect him to die at all, even when I was, like, I had no idea. And uh, the first time I experienced the scene, dude, it was basically, like, my version. Uh, you know, a lot of people had Aerith, Aerith in Final Fantasy VII when she dies. That was basically this for me. Like, I didn't cry or anything, and I wasn't, like, bawling my eye, but I was, like, shocked. I was like, holy shit, like, he died. Like, I was blown away. But, you know, uh, in hindsight, I shouldn't have seen that coming. I mean, it's a back, it's a uh, time-traveling thing. So that that's a thing that they can play with quite easily with time-traveling and, and be able to get out of that. But it was really fucking intense. I was like, oh, my God. my And Chrono's, like, my favorite, man. Like, he's... He's super awesome. Like, I hate losing very useful, good party members. That just devastates me. But, um, yeah. The DS cutscenes, man, again, they just make the, the game so much more heartbreaking. So, I think it's the PlayStation 1 version. That's where they added in these, like, Dragon Ball Z-looking cutscenes. They're fucking awesome. I also got to see them in the DS version. Again, they're so sweet. And you get a... You get them, you get a handful of them. I don't know if it's like maybe five, maybe ten of them, but they're all really fucking cool, man. Uh, made the scene uh, all that more heartbreaking to see Chrono fucking die. 
Now you can use any combo of party members, but I, I always make Frog the new leader because he's my favorite. Uh, Frog's mortal enemy, Magus, joins the party shortly after uh, to help bring back Chrono from the dead. Dude, so freaking badass. Like, uh, I, I also enjoy when the bad guy joins up in your party, and he's also extremely powerful. He has a lot of really strong attacks, and he gets a bunch more really strong attacks. So, yeah, I guess he's a solid replacement for Chrono. He ain't Chrono, but he's not bad. He's not a bad replacement. Uh, he also looks bad. He's like a vampire-looking dude. Uh, badass. You also had to fight him. So you, you fought him earlier. And the fact that uh, his mortal enemy, uh, Frog, and Frog lets him join, it's, it's really cool. But you can choose to fight him and kill him right there if you want to. Uh, but then you can't use him. So I, I've uh, in my playthroughs, I've always let him join because I think he's really fucking cool. I know I should probably do something different, but when you don't play it for 10 years, you, you in between, you don't really remember what you did. And it's uh, still a fine experience. Anyway, after this, you can do a few of the side quests in the DS version, I think. I don't know if these are exclusive, but you get some side missions opened up for you. I only did one of them in, in this playthrough, just getting the, the golden hammer, hammer thing. Uh, I got like 100k for it, which was like, that was sweet. But yeah, it wasn't really tempting enough for me to do more of the side quests. Maybe I should have, but uh, I, I didn't. The main, the main side quest is to bring Chrono back to life, man. So that's a, a side quest you, don't, you, don't, you may not be able to figure out how to do it because it's a little bit uh it's a bit of a thing you got to do some shit so uh of course i decided i was going to go ahead and bring chrono back to life again uh, because i just can't i can't help it i can't let my boy just stay dead it's not cool you go to the end of time and the old man gives you the chrono trigger ah they said the name of the game so chrono being the character the chrono trigger it's like this egg thing that's like i don't know that does stuff with time and at this moment, we also figure out the old man is actually the guru of time. So this old dude who's just sitting there with snot bubbles coming out of his nose the whole time at the at the hub world. He actually turns out to be a super important guy and all that shit. But, like, again, something that I should have saw coming. You know, I, I see that now as an adult, how obvious that is. Because, like, why the fuck would this old guy just being here, be here if he wasn't important? But, oh, damn. You got to do some running around. You get Chrono back. And when I say running around, you got to do a lot of running around. You're jumping all over from times to get this thing and, and bring him back to life. But uh, it, it's worth it to bring him back to life. But I, I definitely had to look up a guide and, and like, keep looking back at the guide. Like, okay, now what the fuck do I do? Okay, wait, what the fuck do I do now? Okay, well, okay, wait, what? Shit like that. Go to the future. Get told you need to clone a chrono. So here we go. This is what you got to do. Go to the future. Get told you need to clone a chrono to bring to Death Mountain. Death Mountain. Oh, man. Does anyone remember my Let's Play on YouTube of uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Orkney at time? I was doing, like, voices in Audacity, and I made uh, Impa or Impa or whatever. I just made her sound like a big old, like, dumb brawn dude. Even, like, and <laughs> it always makes me laugh when I say, Death Mountain! Every t my I do it with my wife because I've made her. Of course I made her watch it. And, um, yeah, it's an inside joke now whenever I say, Mountain! Anyway, uh, back to the present and to the festival to see the magician dude at the Tent of Horrors. Back to the Future 3 now. You can climb up Death Mountain. Wew. Piece of cake. No problem. All you had to do is all that shit. Takes like fucking 
I don't know, 40 minutes, 40 minutes to do, and I only had to look up what to do like 14 different times. Not a big deal, not that bad. I'm not stupid, don't worry. Bring back Chrono by going back to the moment right before he dies. You freeze time and swap his body with a doll. Yep, that's uh, that's what I said. So, you know, storylines aren't always the greatest. It's cool, man. Like, I'm always, I'm laid back, cool as a cucumber with storylines. I grow, like, people still think Mario is fine. Like, oh, how's that guy get away with having his shit same fucking storylines for the last 40 goddamn years? It's unbelievable. Anyway. Now Chrono is back with the party. Fucking awesome. You can talk to the Guru. He will tell you there are lots of shit you can still do, but he could fight. Uh, you could fight, choose whatever the fuck you want to do at this point. Uh, you could fight Lavos head on. You can deal with the Black Omen. Or you can finish up side quests for your party members. You can get a bunch of powerful weapons and armor and all this shit. Uh, I went to see how it would go against Lavos on the day the world ends, and that's where he's his most powerful. And, uh, yeah, he fucked me up in one shot. Literally one shot. Boom, we're all dead. And I was like, alrighty, I won't be doing that. Uh, but you do get a cool little scene. This is technically one of the endings. You get a cool scene when you get killed by Lavos. He blows up the entire world, like shows like guys in a military thing or whatever like oh god everything's blowing up it's crazy but um yeah that was uh it's really cool i got a handful of uh times re-watching that a whole bunch of times because i got killed a whole bunch by lavos but uh, i'll talk about that later uh to get the good ending though you need to go through the black omen to get to lavos but uh there are over 10 fucking endings or some shit you can get in this game uh i went for the beyond time ending uh, that's the one i believe i've done it twice so uh yeah good old me i just go for those tried and true just saw oh, that worked so good the first time i'm gonna do it again Black Omen is uh, solid. It's a bit long. I spent time in there grinding a little bit. The enemies weren't too hard to deal with, and they gave out decent XP. So I was trying to level up in there to get more powerful moves. You fight Lavos uh, in three forms, the shell, and then there's a robotic body he turns into that looks that looks like freaking Cell from Dragon Ball Z, if anyone remembers that. And then you fight the core of Lavos. There's a three-tier fight. I don't believe there's any three-tier fights in the game, so uh, it fits that the last boss is a three-tier fight. I, I kind of don't like when boss fights do that, but anyway... Lavos is basically this, like, alien leech thing. He's, like, sucking up all the organic life uh, that explodes out of the ground in 1999. Destroys the world. It's uh, it's pretty badass, man. Like, it's, it's cool. Like, there's this thing burrowed in the ground, sucking up all the life, growing slowly over time. And then thousand, like, a thousand plus years later, it finally is powerful enough and it emerges and destroys everything. And, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool, man. Like, I think that is a pretty cool storyline. Uh, defeating it for uh, it was for me without a doubt the toughest battle in the game by far it took me uh, quite a handful of times to defeat this motherfucker uh, when you do take it down the world is saved yay so you, you finally defeat it you return home only to be trialed yet again for execution like what the fuck bro I just saved everybody you stupid fucks no way friends come from the past uh all coming to your aid. Chrono is shaved yet again. Hooray! Uh, you return home, and so do all your friends in a truly tear-jerking moment, man. It was uh, very nice. sad to watch everyone go, but really nice at the same time. You party up at the festival. You receive a bell from the king. The princess doesn't want to be held down by royal duties, and Chrono and Marley take off in the Apache thing, and the end. Uh, fantastic, dude. Oh, my God. 
love playing through this game again. It still holds up, still very fun. Absolutely adore it. If you haven't played it, it's essential, man. It, it's one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Uh, probably my favorite, one of my favorite, the top five favorite RPGs for me personally. And uh, here's some reasons why, man. The battle system, oh my god, dude, the battle system. I love this system. It's one of my favorites, man. It's up there with Legend of Dragoon, um, uh, Mario, uh, Paper Mario I really liked, and uh, I, I don't know, I kind of put myself on the spot right here, but those ones I, I really enjoyed. Um, it's still great, uh, still a great RPG today. It's like this time-based system. You, you and the enemies, you're like filling up your stamina bar, kind of similar to Live Alive, I guess. But this one did it way first, uh, I think. I don't know. Live Alive was an old game. Anyway, not getting into it. You fill up a stamina bar to execute your uh, your moves and and as you fight, uh, keeps you engaged, man. That's for sure. Like you can't, uh, you have some of the more intense battles. You got to keep you got to pay attention because uh, the enemies can keep attacking you and they keep filling up their stamina bar it's it's a little bullshit but you can change that in the ds version you can make it not that way but i made it i just wanted to make it as traditional to the super nintendo version as possible you get fucking so many super awesome combo moves oh my god with your party members you get all these like all the different party members they all get all these different combos with everybody i remember hitting x slash with frog like the first time i pulled that off as a child i was like oh my god it was so amazing when i first pulled it off and the fire cyclone with luca holy fuck dude like pulling those off as a kid just made me cream my corn like it was, it was ridiculous this battle is uh uh i love uh, sorry I, I love how many different combo moves you can pull off with your party members dude like i ugh, there's so many you'd have to look them up like there's at least 70 maybe is that too many i'll say 50 at least 50 different uh combo moves you could pull off with each other it's insane the some of the ones that really stood out to me is like the cyclone sweep with robo and chrono oh so cool he like grabs him by the legs and just twirls him around he's like spinning his sword it's fucking ridiculous uh luminaire is dope just like reminds me of a spirit bomb just oh and you can also do these like Oh, you could do the, the, the triple attacks with your party members. So there's like triple attacks, double attacks, single attacks, dude. It's fucking, and all of them have different animations. Fucking so cool. And you, you keep unlocking them. You you get like uh, TP, which is like technical points. Uh, you add, uh, the more technical points you get, you unlock more moves. It's, uh, it's fucking so good, man. Such a solid fighting system. I, I adore it. I, I love the ones that are more, a little more interactive at times. Like I do appreciate a good slow RPG every now and again, like something that I can sit there and just, you know, kind of be engaged with, but I could be watching something at the same time. Chrono Trigger does not fall into that if you're playing an original style because you the bar's moving, your enemies are moving around, and you have to pay attention, dude. Especially, like I said, during some of the more intense boss battles. That's for sure. Uh, like I said, dude, the, the DS version or the PS1 version, I never played that version. But apparently from what I read earlier, that's where it, the, the, the animated cutscenes got added in. Like I said, they look like they looked like uh, Dragon Ball Z, and why is that? Because the fucking... One of the dude, the dude who animated or worked on... Dragon Ball Z uh, worked on Chrono Trigger. There's actually a lot of legends in gaming that worked on Chrono Trigger, man. Final Fantasy people, like, uh, you name it. I'm, I'm not good at that stuff, but the Dragon Ball Z guy, I could tell, <laughs> had because I was a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, and yeah, it looks like Dragon Ball Z. Uh, like I said, it adds much, much more to the most iconic moments in the game, like the time when Frog cuts the mountain in half. The animated cutscene of that, dude, like the Super Nintendo version of it, like the regular version's badass, but when you see it in the cutscene moment, it's, oh, 
It's so Dragon Ball Z, man. Like, you know, those massive mountains when, like, you know, someone gets thrown into it and it's just, bing, and it, like, sp splits and it's outrageous. Over the top. On top of that, they made Chrono and Magus and a few of the other characters roided out of their fucking minds, dude. They are jacked, baby. Looking real jacked, baby. Oh, they're massive. All right. Let's get into the character section now. Oh, baby. Here we go. So, Chrono, he's your classic Super Nintendo silent protagonist, but, dude, he's such a badass. Rocks a katana. He's got some crazy fucking Dragon Ball Z-ass hair. What more do you need? Like, he, he looks so freaking cool. His clothes are cool. He's cool. He's badass. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's so, he has so many badass moves and combos, man. Like, cleave, X-slash, triple attack. He shoots freaking lightning. He's got all the moves, man. He's so freaking awesome. I love him. Uh, I would put him in my personal top ten favorite characters of all time. I think that's safe for me to say. I really adore Chrono. Uh, Marley, you meet her at the fair at the beginning of the game. Marley is awesome. Like I said, I used to love hanging out with her as a kid. I had a little crush on her. Uh, she's a good healer for the team. She rocks crossbow thing. My cat is meowing loudly. He must be taking a poop. Must hurt. Uh, thing which uh, her crossbow thing is really cool. She has ice powers. Uh, but I found I didn't use her too too much, uh, other than the beginning of the game and the end of the game when I really needed a a really good solid healer for Lavos. I I was using her for the final fight. Luca, she's like uh, I really like Luca uh, the character. Uh, didn't use her too much in battle, but she's like that classic nerdy scientist type. But she's useful throughout the game in like storyline wise because she has all those all the technology. She she's got cool invention inventions and shit like that. She's pretty sweet in combat, you know. She's pretty useful. She's got fire fire attacks and a bunch of different ray guns um used her honestly probably the least uh once i started getting other characters I'm, I'm sorry luca it's nothing personal i like all the members it's just once i started getting frog or uh, not frog but robo and ayla and other characters i just i was more interested in them because i've used luca so much from my time as a child because i could never get that far uh frog jesus man if you know frog uh, you just know, man. Yeah, he's one of the greatest par party members of all time. You know, one of the greatest sidekicks, uh, second mans. He, he. I even, I used to put him in charge when Chrono died because I just loved him that much. Absolutely love this guy. He's a pure badass, cutting the mountain in half. Like G Jesus, dude. What, what a badass. Who does that? His backstory is really sweet too. His best buddy was killed, and uh, he was turned into a fucking frog by Magus. So he was a normal dude, but Magus turns him into a frog. So now he seeks revenge on Magus. Uh, used him a ton as a regular party member. He's solid all around. He can heal. He can fuck your shit up with the combos with Chrono. Uh, really good combos with him. Uh, the frog squash. Oh my god, dude, that move is so awesome and so hilarious. It's it's, it's really powerful, uh, especially if you summon if you use it when you're low on health. The lower your health is, the more the stronger it is. Uh, but you just summon this massive derpy looking frog and he just smashes everybody and uh, yeah it's really awesome uh, the only problem is you get it really late in the game uh, but it was another little nostalgia boost when I saw that I was like oh my god and I saw it I was like oh I'm pretty sure that was on the back of the video game cover I remember I had the box for this game dude can you imagine if I still had that today oh some of the things I had back then like probably were worth some good money today I wish I had all that stuff Hang on to your video games, folks. Don't sell them. Robo. 
I freaking love robot characters, man. Like in everything, video games, movies, robots are, I love robots. They're so funny. And Robo is no exception. I absolutely love him. Uh, rocked him a lot as well in my party. It was like him, Robo, or sorry, Robo, Frog, and Chrono was probably my go-to and my favorite combination. Uh, just fuck shit up, man. You got a very versatile team. Robo hits very hard. Uh, he could take a beating, and he shoots freaking lasers. You know, lasers. Love his combo moves when he when he twirls Chrono around, and uh, the one that he does with Frog, he just fucking throws him like a lawn dart at people. It's insane. Uh, late game, you can go uh, to the future and try and figure out the origins of Robo. Uh, really cool. He was created by this like AI thing uh he, he wants to kill all the humans but robo or apparently his name is prometheus but i just keep calling him robo uh he he loves humans now and and you have to kill his mother so we do just that and robo is fucking awesome uh then you got ayla the cave woman uh love the way that she runs around in the game like an animal she's running around on all fours it's super cute she talks like classic neanderthal you know you're strong me like you uh, I, I'm a sucker for that. It's, it's, it's cute. It's adorable. Uh, she, she, uh, doesn't use any weapons, uh, but she does just, she uses, like, kicks and her fists and stuff like that. She's, uh, also, she's a really hard hitter, man. Like, she, she can go, she may be the hardest hitter. I don't know. I, I didn't use her all that much. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, she was fairly decent. She can do some healing. Uh, she was more about being a powerhouse, but I just, Robo was just way better because his healing options were better, and yeah, uh, sadly didn't use Ayla all that much either. And then, of course, you got Magus, the optional uh, party member that I always get because I, I love to get him. The mortal enemy of Frog, he joins the party late game uh, to help bring back Chrono to help fight Lavos. Uh, such a bad badass moment when he joins, man. I love when the bad guy, bad guy joins you. It's super key. He's quite strong, too. He knows a lot of elemental magic attacks. He learns strong dark attacks, too. You could take him to Ozzy's Fortress, which is, like, it's a really funny side quest, man. Ozzy is a really goofy character in this game. He's, like, that, that stupid second-in-charge uh, dumb boss guy. He's just very funny, very classic Super Nintendo. And uh, he shines in this quest. I, I really liked it. Magus is a fucking badass, man. Uh, we could talk about the graphics a little bit. Like I said, it's uh, Super Nintendo games tend to hold up very well, man. And uh, this one is no, no exception. Looks gorgeous. I love the colors. I love the animations of all the different uh elemental attacks all the different combo attacks everything's got a different animation it's just a lot of attention to detail uh love the different time zones and and they all have their own different look you got the the nasty dim dark destroyed future and the the classic prehistoric area the nice fun happy uh current times and then the, the fucking end of the world 19 oh god everything's over. and then the end of the world which is really cool is everything's just like your hub world is awesome. I really like the way the Desolate Future looked. That's, like, probably my favorite uh, place. Just, I don't know. I like areas that are in ruin, and all the people are clearly... They look like they've been through some tough shit. I just... I like that. I like that area. Uh, oh, my God, dude. The music. Oh. Oh, the music. I, I From... Uh, I still... Still, to this day, ever since I was four, year, four years old, I hum the festival music. You know? Ding, 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 ding. Oh. Do, 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 oh, oh, don't even get me started, 
Jesus, dude, it's been, that's been in my head for my whole entire life. It's as long as I can remember. Music absolutely slaps, bro. It slaps. Uh, battle theme, absolutely amazing. One of my favorite battle themes of all time. It's absolutely classic. I don't know if it's better than the Final Fantasy VII one, because, oh, dude, that one's just so incredible. This one's up there, though. It's one of my favies. Uh, the boss battle themes are unreal. Uh, get really gets the heart rate going, especially during some of the, the, the bigger boss fights get more intense music, and then you get the, the classic uh, boss one. But they're both incredible. I love all the music. And then you get the really calming tunes, uh, especially the one when you're traveling on the overworld map. Oh, so iconic, so nostalgic for me because I remember just spending so much time on the overworld map when I was a kid just walking around the areas that I could and just looking around and coming up with my own storylines because I can't, I couldn't get far. Uh, rehearing some of these songs, man, just sent me back to being a kid. It was a huge blast of nostalgia. The boss fight theme against Magus, dude. Oh, chef's kiss. Absolutely incredible. Okay, so let's get into the last thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about some boss fights, baby. I'll get into the not-so-good boss fights, the ones that I didn't like, and then we'll we'll finish off with the good, and then we'll, we'll cap it off. Uh, so it's the ones that I didn't like too much, there's a boss fight against these, like, red and blue mud beasts, they're called, and there's a mud imp that's going with, that fights with them. Yeah, this fight fucking sucked, dude. I did not like this. That dick gets off a bunch of these rapid attacks and, and can fuck you up real fast. He can drop you... Oh, God, he dropped me, like, oh, sometimes, if it's one of those fights, if you're not paying attention, you, boom, it's over, you're done, and then you gotta do it all over again, pain in the ass, did not like that fight one bit, uh, another fight I didn't like was Dalton, it was kind of a, little bit of a wet fart of a fight, uh, kind of a joke, man, I beat him in three turns, and he was down, and this is a late game boss, and I was just like, oh, uh, that was underwhelming, and he's right after one of my favorite bosses, if not my favorite boss in the game, so this one, like, really stood out to me, it just looked bad. And then the only other boss that I didn't enjoy was the Dual Golems fight. This is right after Dalton, so, uh, yeah, kind of a back-to-back wham-wham. I don't know if that's because of the, the, the brilliance of the boss that I love so much, Gaia. We'll talk about him in a second. But, uh, yeah, those two didn't, didn't look good. I didn't like them very much. Uh, but right after Dalton, you gotta fight these two fucks. Uh, you don't have Luminaire. If you don't have Luminaire unlocked for Chrono, these two will walk through you in a couple of turns, bro. Like, whoo, so that's how I get dropped by the ones that are really fast. I should have been using, uh, Marley a lot more. She, she can cast Haste, which makes you go faster and, like, oh, RPG 101, man. Like, Haste is so incredibly awesome, and especially in turn-based RPGs, obviously. Uh, I tried all sorts of combos, man, but you need to use light attacks to make make them less dangerous, make the, make the golems use less dangerous offense, because you gotta use moves to switch the type of fucking magic they're using, it's really kinda, I didn't really understand what was going on, but I used Luminaire, and that fucked them up, so, and then on top of that, they're fast, and they keep having your HP like every other turn, it's bullshit, fuck these guys, I hated them. Okay. Now that that negativity is over, let's get into some of my favorite boss fights. So, uh, these first two are kind of just nostalgic from childhood. They're not the best boss fights, you know. The Robo Dragon, like I said, basically just because uh, he was the big obstacle for me when I was a kid. And finally beating him when I was a teenager on the DS was such a fucking accomplishment. Not really, though, because that, at that time I just realized, like, how... I was like, seriously? Like... If I just had some internet back then, or a guide, or anything, I would have gotten through it, like, no problem. All I had to do was, like, look it up and be like, 
Oh, I just have to attack, attack his head. No problem, but iconic boss for me personally, but I realize it's not the strongest boss fight. Uh, another one that I really enjoyed was Zombor. Oh, man. Pretty sweet intro for this dude when he comes in. You, like a, you destroy a bunch of these skeletons, and then they all just come together, and he form this fucking massive skeleton monstrosity. Also, the name Zombor. Super cool, even though he's not a zombie, really, or... I don't know, maybe he is. He has, like, wings and shit. I don't know. He's fucking cool. I think he was on the back of the... Yeah, he was on the back of the box uh, when I was a kid. That I, Oh, man, I wish I had that box so bad. Oh, my God. I can't even... Like, that one I remember 100% I owned as a kid. But I don't remember what other boxes I owned. Uh, the only box that I own now is Donkey Kong Country 2. And uh, if my buddy Billy is listening to this, he will tell you that I did not take care of that box whatsoever. But I still own it. And uh, it's 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 on my, my shelf now proudly uh, taken care of a lot better nowadays. So, there you go. Uh... But uh, I, I never thought I'd be able to beat that dude. I looked at that and I was like, how the fuck am I going to beat that thing? And uh, no, he's not that hard, but looks super fucking key, man. Uh, another one, Flea. Oh, man, this one is a spectacular fight. Oh, chef's kiss on that one as well. Merry Christmas. The background on this fight is so freaking cute, and it's a uh, it's a pretty challenging fight, man. It's uh, a lot of status ailments. I, I hate that shit, but you know it's it's a classic RPG uh, thing that they do, and the the cool magic attacks that that they do is is really cool. Flea is an absolute badass. In the intro, when when I think it's a girl, right? Flea, yeah. Uh, when she comes in, oh, so freaking awesome. Love it. The cape flapping around. Oh, so cute. Uh, Slash, you fight him right after Flea, and man, he is a tough fight as well. He has two uh, phases. Had my heart pumping, man. I barely beat him on the first try, but I got him. He almost got me down a couple times. It was a really intense fight. Another one of those ones that kept me on edge. I was like, fucking had my eyes like fucking, you know, when you have your eyes like three centimeters from <laughs> the, the, the screen, you're like, God, it's so intense. Die, you motherfucker. But I got him. He was, it was a solid fight. I enjoyed it. Magus, of course, one of the, just such a sick fight, man. You have to attack him uh, to change the element, but it, it just seemed to work better in this fight. Changing his element, it was, it was just easier to do uh, to the element that he's weak to, and then you knock down his defense with Frog and the Massa Mune, his sword. Magus will destroy you, though, if you don't know what you're doing. Uh, I walked in there, I was like, oh yeah, I have this guy, and then he dropped me really fast. I was like, Alright, I'll just swing over and check out the guide really quick and see how to beat this guy really quick. And uh, yeah, so uh, he could he can drop you really quick. He could definitely be challenging uh, if you didn't if you don't know what you're doing. Black Tyranitar. Oh my god, dude, this guy looks so badass. So freaking badass. He's like a fucking T-Rex thing, man. He just fucking looks amazing. Such an iconic uh look. He looks just like if you if you're familiar with Dragon Ball Z or even Dragon Ball the dinosaur it looks very similar to that but way more badass uh the fight is honestly nothing that special though oh buddy giga gaia holy shit dude this thing is like a massive robot it is freaking awesome one of my favorite bosses in the game probably my favorite man if i if, if i'm putting myself on the spot i'm gonna say giga gaia uh, the fight is a challenge. You really got to be patient on this one. You like, you got to really hold back and and just 
be very patient and and smart with this some bitch because he kicked my ass a few times too. Uh, absolutely huge, man. It has two massive arms on him. One deals its uh, uh, heals his head, and they can attack really quick in succession, and they can wipe you all out really fucking quickly if you don't have really good healers with you. So I'm pretty sure for this one I was running Robo and Frog or Robo and Marley. But uh, yeah, definitely healing. You gotta. I just kept healing, and then I was attacking with Chrono. Have two healers, Chrono, two healers, and yeah, that seemed to be the way to do it for me. Uh, two more, two more. Flea slash and Aussie combined together. They were you had to fight all three of them. It's uh, it's a really funny fight. Plus, they do their own triple attacks on you, which is so freaking key. Uh, it's pretty easy, uh, but I really like the fight. It was awesome because, you know, I love Flea, love Slash, and Ozzy is more likely the, f the funniest character in the game. Really enjoyed him. And then, of course, Lavos, the final boss in the game, the three-form fight where you fight the shell, the, the robot thing, and then the, the final core. Uh, yeah, you fight those three parts. The fight is... Uh, sorry... First, you have to fight the shell. It looks absolutely amazing. Like the spiky shell parasite-looking thing. And the background, like the blue wavy thing, looks so fucking cool. Uh, the fight, honestly, is a little bit meh. And then you got to do phase two. It's like this huge robot. He reminds me of Cell from Dragon Ball Z, like I mentioned earlier. But he's like tan in color instead of green. But uh, that's what he looks like. And then the third version... Oh man, this guy is tough. The third one, I, I kept getting to him, and he would kept, he kept dropping. I think he dropped me like five times. But uh, he kind of looks like I don't know, just like a creepy alien with long limbs, and he's with these two, I don't know, flood-looking parasite things. A uh, little underwhelming. It's probably the least cool of the three, but it's still pretty damn cool. And, uh, yeah, it can kick your ass. The trick to this fight is, like, you think the middle part, the long alien, the big thing, is, is the one that you want to attack. That's actually the smaller little parasite thing on to, like, his left side or something that you had to attack. So, once you figure that out, it makes it a little bit more easy, but it's still, it's like a... I found it to be, like, quite a bit of an increase in difficulty to, to fight Lavos, the final boss, but, uh... Yeah, dude, uh, absolutely enjoyed that fight. A lot of the boss fights are really, really fun to do. Uh, and it's really fun to go at uh, you know, just running around with a whole bunch of different uh, party members and trying out different combos, different strategies. Like, I love that. I just love strategies so much. I love different options and coming up with different strategies. I love it. I just love that shit. So, yeah, man, I think that is all I have to say for today on Chrono Trigger, one of my favorite games of all time, one of the most important games for me of all time, because this game always stuck with me in my memory, even when... Uh, I didn't own it anymore. I always was like, man, I want to get my hands back on that one. That was one of my earliest, biggest regrets was getting rid of that one. And thank God they re-released it on the DS. If they ever happen to re-release it on the Nintendo Switch, I, I most definitely will be going back and giving it another replay. Because what I would really like to do is... Well, I should... I, I have the option now because I could just do... There's also a New Game Plus option in this game. When you beat it the correct way, there's a certain way you have to beat it. And then you can do the New Game Plus, which unlocks a couple more different endings, as far as I remember. Uh, but I've never done them, so there's still endings in Chrono Trigger I have not seen. 
So uh, if, if you're, you're someone out there who's experienced all the endings, I know they're out there on YouTube and you can just watch them. But me, you know, I'm, I still have uh, time and I imagine I'm going to be playing Chrono Trigger a handful more times throughout my life. So uh, there's going to be someday I'll go out there and there'll be a reason for me to revisit Chrono Trigger because I, I, I don't need much of an excuse to revisit it because I love it so much. Uh, but I feel like it's one of those games that I could pick up every five years or so and just be like, oh, oh, timeless, man. I think it's a timeless game. Uh, holds up beautifully even today. Like I, said, I literally just beat it today in 2022. Absolutely. If, it, if this game was released today and uh, if it was like any, if it was an indie game, you know, if, if, if like someone, a smaller group of people made this, it'd be an instant classic. It'd be massive. Uh, people would adore it. It would be just as big of a hit as it was back then, I would imagine, as it would be if it was released today. Because it's fucking phenomenal. Holds up. Love the battle system. Love the graphics. Story was good. You know, I'm not a big story guy. So story is usually, is always back burner compared to how fun the game is. That's always the most important thing, without a doubt. Video games are supposed to be fun. I'm not here to, to listen to a story. That's not why I play video games. That's kind of more of a extra treat that comes with gaming. Sometimes you get a really good, fun, engaging story, and sometimes you don't, but as long as it's got good gameplay, I'm fine with it. It doesn't matter. I don't understand these these some reviewers that are like, oh, the story sucks, so I'm giving it a 5 out of 10, but it was a fun game to play, though. It's like, what? It's like, why do you put so much emphasis on the story? If it is a story-driven game, so like... Let's say Heavy Rain, if that game's story sucked, which it didn't, uh, then yeah, that game would suffer because it's very story-driven. But if it's a game that, you know, it has a narrative, like a narrative as a part of it, like say Horizon Zero Dawn, which I, I one of my, I was very engaged in that storyline. But let's say a, a reviewer that doesn't like that story, because not everybody likes the storyline. I liked it because it was simple and it was fun. And it had a nice twist that uh, like I didn't really see coming. And it was fun. And uh, so other people don't like it. And they're like, oh, I'm giving this game a, a six and a half or a seven. I'm like, that's baloney. That game is so much fun. The combat's insane. So much fun. But anyway, that's uh, that'll be a, a episode for another day, I imagine. But what do you guys think of Chrono Trigger? Did you play it growing up as a kid? Did you get your hands on the DS remake? Did you get your hands on the PlayStation 1? Because that's the one I've never gotten my hands on. I hear it's not the best version to play. I, I think it's that one. That I think it also has Chrono Cross and all that. Another game I've never played. So, yeah. Uh, I, like I said earlier in this episode, I'm not going to rank it. And uh, it, it'd be the same thing with PlayStation 1 games. It's something that, yeah, I grew up on. But there's a lot of games I've missed. And a lot of games that I can't justifyly say. I didn't beat a lot of games back when I was a kid. Not something I was you know, very good at doing was finishing games. I just enjoyed the first half of games. And then when it started getting too hard, I was like, reset and just start over. Because I was weird like that. But uh, Chrono Trigger, man, uh, one of my favorite accomplishments. Finally getting to beat that game. And now it's just ingrained in my life it's always going to be one of my favorite games my my comfort food uh well i, I don't know it's hard to say not it's not great to say a comfort food when you only play it like every half a decade or so but that's that's the kind of guy i am i, I don't replay games very often so the fact that i can still go back to chrono trigger and enjoy it and and not feel like you know not get that anxiety of like oh i got a stack of games that i need to play i'm like no I'm going to sit here and I'm going to enjoy this game because fuck, this game is so important to me. 
uh, one of my earliest introductions, earliest memories of video games. So if anyone out there and Chrono Trigger is is important to you as it is to me, let me know. Uh, you can you can talk to us on Twitter. There's a descri- description down below. There's a link to the to, uh, Twitter. You can also check out YouTube. I do uh, video game let's plays over there. I'm doing Disco Elysium currently, having a blast playing that game. Uh, for the third time so yeah really adore Disco Elysium could very well do a podcast on it but not for a little while got other things on the burner ready to come out uh, not going to say what which ones are coming out next because I don't know exactly what order they are but I have tons and tons of ideas for more video game episodes so don't you worry my friends there will be more content for you but like I said, what do you guys think of Chrono Trigger? I know some people don't like it because some people think it's overrated and they like Final Fantasy whatever and they like they like this RPG more and like that's not what it's about. For me, it's not about like it's the best and the best this or the best that. It's that it was good. It was important to me. It, it has a, a lot of great childhood memories and it holds a ton of nostalgia. That's why it's important to me and uh, it's always going to be important to me. That's why it's one of my favorite games of all time. So Chrono Trigger, very happy to get this episode done on you. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's going to be it. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure you go down and check out those links. Uh, follow with the podcast if you're if you're enjoying what I'm doing. We do three. I do three podcasts a week, hockey, wrestling and uh, video games. Uh, Wednesdays is hockey. Saturday is wrestling recap. And then Sundays we I do video games. So I hope you guys are enjoying that schedule. I haven't heard any complaints, so I'm just going to keep going with uh, what I've been doing. It's working out for me, so I hope everyone's enjoying it, and I hope you guys have yourselves a a great weekend, and you have a great week going forward. Uh, Thanks for listening. I love you guys, and I will see you, or I guess you'll hear from me again soon.